You're listening to the European Parliamentary Research Service podcast on defending human rights defenders. Human rights and fundamental freedoms form the basis of European societies, but in other parts of the world, men and women must confront violence, abuses and impunity. Even at the risk of their own lives, some dare to stand up against these abuses. So what is the EU doing to support them? Stay with us. Pierre Clavé Bonimpa in Burundi, Rosa Tuletayeva in Kazakhstan, Leila Yunus in Azerbaijan, Professor Toti in China. These names may say nothing to you, but they mean a lot in their countries and certainly to human rights and democracy around the world. Whether it's to defend freedom of expression, women's rights, LGTBI rights, labour rights or others, human rights defenders play a key role in documenting and exposing violations of these rights and combating the impunity of those responsible. Their unfailing voices help raise awareness of human rights abuses, but they also turn them into targets of violence and attacks. So what is the European Union doing to defend them? Well, to begin with, the defence of fundamental rights and freedoms is enshrined in the EU treaties and guides the EU's foreign policy. The EU guidelines on human rights defenders recognise the need to protect them and give them the necessary political and financial support to help them in the struggle. These guidelines also provide EU actors with possible actions which can be used to support human rights champions in the most effective way and avoid endangering them further. Through the European Instrument for Democracy and Human Rights, the EU channels more support and assistance than any other organisation in the world. But how does this support materialise in concrete terms? Let's take a closer look. Well, there's many things the EU can and does do to support human rights defenders. For instance, EU missions establish regular contacts with them and try to increase social awareness of their struggle. They also observe the trials and visit them in custody. Cases of human rights defenders are also raised with local and regional authorities and during political and human rights dialogues with the countries concerned, often in conjunction with the UN and local and international NGOs. The EU High Representative Federica Mogherini and the EU Special Representative for Human Rights can also raise their concerns over serious human rights abuses and put pressure on national authorities to investigate. And besides political and diplomatic efforts, there's the money. The European Instrument for Democracy and Human Rights provides some direct financial support to human rights defenders. Individuals and organisations at risk and in urgent need of support can benefit from an emergency fund with small grants of up to €10,000 to pay for lawyers, medical bills, evacuation procedures or to reinforce security measures. But the money can also be used to support human rights organisations in a dire financial situation. And the EU has made good use of this tool. Since 2010, it has dispersed over 2 million euros to more than 400 human rights defenders and their organisations. But that's not all. 135 million euros more, in the forms of grants awarded through public procurement, went to 200 projects upholding the human rights struggle in the world's most difficult and dangerous places. And to sustain their work in the medium and long term, a new support mechanism managed by NGOs was launched in October and funded with another 15 million euros over three years. We could talk extensively about these diverse sources of financial support, but it's now time to take a look at what the European Parliament is doing to support human rights defenders. Stay with us. 
Parliament has been a long-standing champion of human rights defenders and it has developed its own tools to do so. For instance, it can adopt urgency resolutions on breaches of human rights anywhere in the world. In the current legislature, these resolutions have highlighted the particularly difficult situation of human rights defenders in countries such as Algeria, Angola, Azerbaijan, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Egypt, Russia and Saudi Arabia, just to mention a few. The EP asked authorities in these countries to release jailed human rights defenders and guarantee their fundamental rights. And it urged the EU to step up the pressure and reconsider financial assistance to countries with systematic abuses. But surely the best known initiative is the Parliament Sakharov Prize. Named after one of the most important Soviet dissidents, the prize rewards with 50,000 euros efforts in defence of human rights and fundamental freedoms, particularly the right to free expression, safeguarding the rights of minorities, respect for international law, the development of democracy and the implementation of the rule of law. The first prize was awarded in 1988 to Nelson Mandela and later many well-known names have followed. Burmese dissident Aung San Suu Kyi, former UN Secretary General Kofi Annan and all the UN staff, Reporters Without Borders, Pakistani activists for the rights of women and girls Malala Yousafzai. And of course this year's winner Raif Badawi, the Saudi blogger and human rights defender sentenced to 10 years in jail, a thousand lashes and a hefty fine for defending a liberal and moderate Islam. To all of them and the many more fighting their own daily struggles against human rights abuses around the world, we dedicate this podcast. You're listening to the European Parliamentary Research Service podcasts.